Hi there, I'm Michael C. Patterson. I'm the founder and CEO of MindRamp Coaching and Consulting. This is the MindRamp Podcast, and this episode is part of the Mind Over Muddle series. Now, remember that we're working on the idea that we can unmuddle our minds by getting the two hemispheres of our brain working together rather than in opposition to each other. Much of the conflict, confusion, and pain we feel is self-inflicted. We manufacture problems that don't really need to exist. In very broad terms, the right hemisphere is in touch with the real world. It keeps us in touch with, well, with reality. The left hemisphere operates within a virtual reality world. It turns real-life experience into symbols, concepts, and systems. Our mind gets muddled when we forget to operate in the real world as presented by the right hemisphere and instead get mired in the virtual reality world of the left hemisphere. So in this episode, we're going to explore the topic of psychedelics. In terms of our overall goal of balancing the influence of the two hemispheres, it's my belief that psychedelic trips zap our brains directly and deeply into right hemisphere modes of processing, which is the mode we need to bolster. This episode is actually a reading of an article I wrote for Third Act magazine. It was an edition focusing on travel and adventure. Well, I thought it would be fun to write about traveling within the wilderness of my own mind. Here it is. Psilocybin travels to the antipodes of the mind. The one voyage I absolutely must take before I die will transport me not to exotic geographic locales, but to unexplored regions of my mind. I follow in the footsteps of Aldous Huxley, who longed to, quote, visit the mind's antipodes and do some visionary sightseeing, end quote. <laughs> I want to experience a trip on psilocybin. I should explain as an aside that the antipodes refer to Australia and New Zealand. So for someone like Huxley, who lived in England, it meant literally the other side of the world, a distant territory rarely visited. Now, back to the article. As I said, the big trip I want to take is a psilocybin trip. Psilocybin belongs to a class of non-addictive drugs called psychedelics, which includes, as you probably know, LSD, mescaline, peyote, and ayahuasca. Let me just repeat that. Psychedelics are non-addictive. They're not at all like opioids, for example. Psychedelics have earned their notoriety because of their consistent ability to provide a transcendent and mystical experience and I'll return to that topic in a bit. My recent interest in psilocybin was piqued by its reported ability to diminish the fear of dying. You know, I would like to die with as much ease and dignity as possible, so with this in mind, the prospect of easing anxiety about the complex process of dying sounded like an idea worth investigating. What surprised me as I dove into the recent resurgence in scientific research is that psychedelics offer a range of benefits for older adults. I was surprised to learn, for example, that psychedelics can reduce chronic inflammation. 
prolonged systemic inflammation is a dangerous condition in which the entire body responds as if it was under attack. Systems get stuck in the fight-or-flight mode. Resources needed for normal functions are redirected towards protective responses. Body and brain slowly starve. Chronic inflammation is increasingly recognized as a major risk factor for a range of age-related diseases and debilities, including dementia. And there's more. Psychedelics also promote brain plasticity. Research has shown that psychedelics stimulate the brain's ability to change and grow. A recent meta-analysis of recent research reported, for example, that a single administration of a psychedelic drug produces rapid changes in plastic mechanisms in the brain, quote, on a molecular, neuronal, synaptic, and dendritic level, end quote. Psychedelics, in other words, stimulates the growth of multiple brain structures. This is mind expansion on a biological level. Researchers believe that the increased plasticity may be the mechanism that supports the remarkable ability of psychedelics to reduce the symptoms of depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. The relief is rapid and long-lasting. Major randomized control trial conducted at Johns Hopkins University studied the effect of psychedelics on cancer patients who often develop clinically significant symptoms of depression and anxiety because of the diagnosis. The study showed that a high dose of psilocybin produced, quote, large decreases in depressed mood and anxiety, along with increases in quality of life, life meaning and optimism, and decreases in death anxiety, end quote. So that all sounds pretty great to me. A healing trip worth taking. And on top of all of the health benefits, research shows that a guided psychedelic trip reliably produces a life-changing mystical experience. Wow. Cool. This takes us back to Huxley's Antipodes of the Mind, those mental territories so far from home they remain largely unexplored. I don't want to leave this life having explored only the most familiar and accessible parts of my mind. I'm with Socrates that an unexplored life is not worth living. Leaving large swaths of exotic mental terrain unexplored seems a tragically wasted opportunity. And psychedelics seem the perfect means of accessing the mystical states. Guided psychedelic trips have proven to reliably evoke states of altered consciousness. Compared to other means of accessing mystical realms, psychedelics are like supersonic jets. You're there and you're back in a single day. No sitting and meditating in a cave for decades, no need for religious conversion, no call for flagellation or sensory deprivation. You know, I experimented briefly with psychedelics back in my college days. My one LSD trip was entertaining, I'll say that, but not particularly mystical. The highlight was my friends morphing into archetypal representations of themselves. One became the Viking, another the Buddha. It was mescaline that was mystical for me. Mescaline transported me to a new kind of reality where everything, including myself, became pixelated as though revealing its primal components. No borders. Object and field became one kaleidoscopic display of luminous shards of light and color. 
The odd thing was that I could still walk around without bumping into trees. I could still chat with my buddies. The visual world was transformed, but was still navigable. I loved the mescaline experience. Yet, curiously, I only tripped two, maybe three times. There was no craving to repeat the exhilarating experience. These are hallmarks of the psychedelic and mystical experiences. They are revelatory. They open your eyes to a new way of seeing the world. Once opened, there's no particular need for reinforcement. In a sense, you were blind and now you see. And I have to tell you that this kind of language is very strange for me as a lifelong atheist and avowed skeptic. The only other quasi-mystical experience I've had was also in college. It was brought on, I believe, by sleep deprivation. I had been working through the night as a stagehand at McCarter Theater in Princeton, New Jersey, getting ready for the opening of a new show. I'd reached the point of exhaustion and was rather glum and lonely as I walked home through the perfectly empty Princeton campus late at night. I felt a slight breeze and had the distinct impression that time had stopped. I looked into the black sky and saw a single pink magnolia blossom floating slowly down into my hand. Existence had paused for an instant to offer me this reminder of beauty and the assurance that all would be well. This makes no sense, of course. I don't really believe existence paused on my account. The experience, nevertheless, had that noetic quality of being imbued with profound meaning and significance. It lifted the weight of loneliness off of me and replaced the negative effect with a sense of peace and quiet joy. Psychedelics are said to be mind-manifesting. They evoke and bring forth contents of our subconscious minds. The nature of the trip is highly influenced by the set and setting. In clinical settings, there is always a helpful guide or, or multiple guides who prepare you for the trip, are present with you while you're under the influence of the drug, and also then help you process the trip after it's done. Having experienced a bit of the mystical in my youth, I'm curious to explore the antipodes of my mature mind a mind that is jam-packed with seven decades' worth of knowledge, memories, and experiences. It would be lovely to take a psychedelic trip and have all that roiling, boiling confusion brought into peaceful harmony. It would be lovely to relinquish life with a smile. It's all one. It all makes sense. It's all lovely. Ah, what a wonderful trip it was. Once again, that was a reading of an article I wrote for Third Act magazine. As I mentioned earlier, I'm intrigued by psychedelics for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that they seem to knock us out of left hemisphere modes of relating to the world and throw us deeply into the type of right hemisphere mode that is described by people who have had some kind of mystical experience. These experiences are almost always positive, 
causing one to feel that something profound has happened, that that there is a, a certain peace and joy that comes with feeling at one with the great beyond, with God, with nature, with Tao, with whatever way you happen to describe the mysteries of life. And since we are too often stuck in the left hemisphere modes, a profound trip into the right hemisphere might help us to restore some hemispheric balance and clear up some of the some of the muddles that confound us. Now I explored the topic of psychedelics in a number of other episodes if you're if you're interested. These are interviews with two scientists who are doing current research on therapeutic benefits of psychedelics. So I invite you to listen to Psychedelics for Older Adults and Your Mind on Psychedelics both of which are interview segments featuring Albert Garcia Romeo of Johns Hopkins University. And then there is an interview with Danny George of Penn State called Psychedelic Therapies. And of course, I hope you continue to listen to the Mind Over Muddle series, where we explore a broad range of topics, all directed towards figuring out how we can use our own minds to minimize our mental muddles, to sort of ease the the conflict and confusion that we too often feel. Well, thanks for joining me, and until next time, I hope you live long and live well.